Thank you. So that was a beautiful, kind introduction. I also want to say a huge yashar to Shlemin Parstock and the organizers of today, Marcus 302, for not only for this Fabreng and for all they're doing, because this is really going to bring Mashiach. And I want to thank them for the big schos to be part of this. There was a gentleman who came from England, like I do. He came to America and he had his live stream. And that was to be able to be part of Broadway. He wanted a part in the play. He comes to New York and he goes to sign up and they hear his beautiful English accent. And they say, we have the perfect part for you. And they take out the script and they give him his line. When it comes to this part in the play, you're going to say the words, woe to hear the cannons roar. Well, the, his dream was made. It was taken 12 months away, but he was going all out. Whatever is on his mind the entire time. And whatever he had a moment and there was no one around, he suddenly would go, woe to hear the cannons roar. And uh, as time got by and he became so immersed in what he was doing, sometimes he even did it in front of his family. And then as time got closer, he didn't care anymore about anybody or anyone. He was just, you saw him walking down the street and suddenly, whoa, to hear the cannons roar. And this was just his life. Till the moment finally arrives and it's his turn it's that day, he's saying it the whole time, whoa, dear, the cannons roar, whoa, dear, the cannons roar. And then there's the moment. They give him the countdown, 10 seconds, you're going onto stage. He walks out onto stage in his full glory when all of a sudden, bang! This huge bang and commotion and smoke. He turns around and he says, what in the world was that? The story I heard from a five-ish Vogel over 35 years ago. The Rebbe is telling us, we want Mashiach now, we want Mashiach now, we want Mashiach now. He says, Mashiach is going to come, and we're going to turn around and say, what in the world was that? You got to know what it's all about. And then Mashiach comes, you'll be able to see exactly what it is and we'll be able to say, whoa, to see Mashiach coming. I know this is going to be radical, but I got permission <laughs> to do this. And uh, I know this might be very shocking to many people, but I feel that the general masses have misunderstood what the Rebbe said on Chavches Nissen. And I want to use this opportunity to try and clarify that. What if we got it wrong? What if we simply misunderstood what the Rebbe was saying? Why, when you ask someone, what did the Rebbe say on Chav Nissen, do they say, the Rebbe said, I did everything I can to bring Mashiach, and it was all basically, the Rebbe couldn't do it, and now he gave it over to us. Is that what the Rebbe meant? No. That's not what the Rebbe was saying. 
Let's read together from the Morgid Kesecha what the Rebbe translated what he was saying so clearly. What more could I do to get B'nai Yisrael to scream out and cry out to the Abishter with an MS the Mashiach should come? The Rebbe is saying, I did all that I can to get you to want Mashiach. And I wasn't Mashiach. I wasn't able to get you to want Mashiach. And the proof? Very simple. Mashiach didn't come. Because if there was people who really cared and really wanted Mashiach, then they would be stubborn and actions of Chaim by the Hebishem Mashiach would talk come. So the fact that he was still in Golos is that I wasn't able to repay on you that you should want Mashiach. And that's very, very different than saying that the Rebbe did everything he can to bring Mashiach. It's a different story. Now, it makes sense that people make this mistake because when you listen to the video like we have over and over again, you hear the Rebbe saying the words that people are interpreting. But what the Rebbe was really calling us in Chavches Nissen is to say that we need to want Mashiach. And no matter how much he tried, that, that didn't work. The Rebbe told us that you're screaming at Masai because I told you to, not because you really want it. So this is the challenge. This is the challenge of Chavches Nissen. How can we want Mashiach for real? And if we really want it, then the rest is history. If you really, really want something, and you really want it, we're going to do all we can to make it happen. And I want to also take this moment not only to clarify what the Rebbe was saying, but also the context in which the Rebbe was saying this. Some people say this was a, the Sikha came at a total shock. It was a random Thursday night, Chofches Nissen, or typical regular day. What, what happened? And I, again, I totally think that's not true. If you take a moment to look at the backdrop of this Sikha, and see where the Rebbe is coming from, it's a whole different ballgame. You see, throughout the Rebbe's entire Nasiyah, forget, let's go back earlier. Since the Rebbe is a small child, before I went to Cheder, what was the Rebbe thinking about Mashiach? The Rebbe's entire life is Mashiach. And the Rebbe becoming the leader of our generation is telling us, this is the mission of our generation. We are going to bring the goal and goes through decades to make this happen. Finally, comes the moment, the time has finally arrived. And the Rebbe tells us, look what's going on in the world. You see the Gulf War, it's, it's, you see the end of the Cold War, you see the collapse of communism, and the Rebbe points to Kibbutz Kalias. The Rebbe's pointing to everything that's happening in the world. 
all the Navuas that the Navim told us throughout history are happening in front of our eyes. And then we get to the moment. Chedesh Nisan. Chedesh Nisan, Nisan Nigalwabi Seinuv, Nisan Asidim Ligoyal. This is the month. This is when it's going to happen. You can imagine. We were all there, right? Anyone, all of us that were there, we were sitting on spilkes. We were sitting in the edge of our chair. We were waiting for it to happen. We couldn't wait every day. We were expecting it to happen. And Pesach came and it still hadn't happened. Nisan came and it still hadn't happened. But Pesach, that was the day the Abisha took us out of Mishayim the first time. We wanted to make it at the same time. All right, we'll wait to Pesach. First days, it doesn't come for sure. Achen Shal Pesach, that's connected with the Gula No, that's why we don't say Shechiyonu, because it hasn't happened yet. But now it's going to happen. Mashiach, so to be sure. No. Oh, we're not giving up. It's not that the baby's overdue, and therefore, oh, it's not going to happen. It, it must be happening any day now. We're still in Chedesh Nissen, and another day, and another day. And now we're right at the end of Chedesh Nissen. It's Chavzayin Nissen. You would imagine that every one of us would be sitting there frustrated. No way, Bishad, must I come on? Can't let this go. And then the Rebbe comes back from Mario. And it's not what he sees. It's not what he sees. He sees a bunch of Eden who have gathered together. And it's okay. It's okay if Mashiach didn't come today. And we'll go to sleep at night. If it doesn't come tomorrow, it's also okay. Really? Really? And obviously, obviously when all of this is happening, the Rebbe turns to us and he says to us, how is it possible that you get together and you're not demanding the Mashiach is here. This is not a shock. This is not a surprise. This wasn't random. This is what the Rebbe is expecting of us. The Rebbe is telling us, Siddim, there's a huge disconnect. I'm talking and talking and you're listening. You're even writing it down. You know the exact words I said, but you don't get it. It doesn't bother you. So yes, Chav Chesnis and the Rebbe did charge us to do all we can. But the main challenge to us is to care. Caring to a point that we'll do all we can. Caring to a point that we'll be stubborn enough to be pale on the Abishter to finally bring the goal up. And the Rebbe was challenging us to be truly like him. You see, the Rebbe is the true Yid. Every Yid is supposed to be this way. Every Yid. And like the Rambam says, You're not waiting every moment. This is what every Yid has to live this way. And I gave you the perfect example. This is how I lived my entire life. And I'm expecting that of you. And because I couldn't get you, because you can take the horse to the water, but you can't make it drink. 
the only thing I can do now is make it yours. Make it yours. And then hopefully you'll talk and make it yours and you'll care. Maybe there'll be one, two or three people who can come up with a way of how we can actually want Mashiach. Now that we've clarified the Sikha and the setting, I want to take a moment because over the Fabrengans of Chavchas Nissen, we spoke about this, and I was challenged with some very real questions, which some of you may be thinking right now. How can I want and truly care about something that I don't even know what it is? Abraham Friesline, 2,000 years is a million years too long to search for a light that I've never known. If people did not get the Rebbe when he was talking to them, how will we, who have not seen the Rebbe, get him? Another question. I cannot believe that there wasn't 10 people back then who really cared. And if there wasn't 10 people then, and there isn't 10 people 31 years later, Haraya was still in Golos, what's going to change now? And if there is going to be 10, I'm definitely not one of them. Wow. There are times when I did feel like Mashiach was coming, for sure. Actually, when Corona kicked in, our family even chipped in to buy a carbon Pesach. But then Pesach came and it went and nothing. How can you always live on the edge? Great questions. Does the Rebbe really want us to be frustrated? Causes that we're in Golos? Doesn't the Rebbe put a huge emphasis on Simcha? If Mashiach is what we really need, then why doesn't Hashem just give it to us? Maybe the next question. Maybe at the time, maybe at that time, there was a cat, an auspicious time for Mashiach to come, but we missed it. Who said that Mashiach is really coming now? Then the bomb, which is practically, what can we do now? And I felt like these questions, this Chazir HaSicha, but if we're all thinking, or some, some of these questions at least, probably be a good idea to address them. So the first thing, the most important thing to establish is that we do care. We really want Mashiach. And we want Mashiach with an MS, as the Rebbe says in the Maim of Yes, we innately want Mashiach. This is who we are. This is what we want. We do know what we're looking for. The neshama shalamayla is real the neshama shalamayla sees a likus and only wants a likus. But furthermore, the Rebbe is connecting our etzam and neshama with the abish to the way it's mushrish and atzmos, and therefore we really don't want anything else. We only want atzmos. The challenge is, that we 
have to make sure that our brain, our heart, are in sync with our etzim But it's not creating a new ratzin. It's not creating a new will. It's tapping into what the Reb is doing for us, the ve'atat tzavah, and allowing ourselves to feel what we really, really want. Maybe let's put it this way. The challenge is not so much, how do I care? It's more, how do I stop creating a wall around my heart and not allowing myself to feel what the Rebbe is doing to my neshama? It's like taking Tylenol. Because you don't want to feel the pain. There are times where they induce somebody into a coma so they shouldn't feel the pain. And Golos has somewhat induced us into a coma. Not allowing us to feel what our neshama really wants. Who's done this to us? Who's created this horrible coma? And the answer to that is our enemy, the Yitzhar. How? He plays with our mind. He lies to us. He tries and he does rob us from what's most dear to us. He tells us, don't, you don't want to live your life as if the base amygdash is burning. Then he knows you're going to do if it's carrying about. See, he tells you, you don't want to live your life like that. You don't want to live your life uh, on the edge. He tells you, don't daven and really, really mean it when you ask for Mashiach. You don't want to feel rejected. Who wants to feel rejected three times a day? He tells us, don't think that you can do it. No one before you did it. Even the Rebbe, he makes this up. Even the Rebbe said he couldn't do it. So you definitely can do it. So don't even bother to try. He tells you, you don't want Mashiach. You don't even, you, you don't even, you want much, you want other things. And you know, the Rebbe himself said, you don't, you're not screaming with them. So you see, you don't want it. He tells us that we actually are comfortable in Golos. It's actually quite good. Baruch Hashem, we have our Chavar Begashmias. We have our Chavar Baruchnias. Golos is not so bad anymore. It's not what it used to be. He's literally, Mamish, creating a false reality in our head. He tells us the base Amikdash is not burning. This is not what you want. You can't want something if you don't know what it is. Hasn't happened for so long now. Why do you think it's going to happen in your life? Even if it's going to happen. Stand on the side. Wait. Wait for it to happen. And then when the big bang happens and Mashiach is here, Jump up with your, your, your Lubavitcher flag and say, yeah, I knew it the whole time. This is what the Rebbe said to us in Masechah. That we're in a Golos Ruchnim in a Giyat HaVetus Hashem. The Yitzharis Pashat got us captured. So what's the solution? The solution is we got to go to war. We got to go to war. The goal is to have a complete paradigm shift. 
You know this famous story of the guy who's on the train and there's a kid who's running around throwing water at people, banging on the train doors, undoing people's shoes. And everyone's looking around, who's this kid? And more importantly, who's the kid's father? And one guy gets frustrated, he stands up, and says, does anyone know who this kid is? And the guy looks up, standing, sitting right next to him, looks up and he sees the child, said, it's mine. The man screams at him, says, have you ever thought about how you're going to bring up your child? He goes, actually, I'm just coming back now from the hospital. My wife was just diagnosed with stage four of Yana Machla. And I've just been thinking, how am I going to bring up this child? In a moment, in a flash, suddenly people's brains suddenly reverted from looking at this child as a chvesishvas, looking at this father as some reckless father, to suddenly having so much compassion. Because when the brain sees things differently, then we feel differently. This is what the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya Meich, Shalt Alalev. But for this to work, it's not enough just to have information. Alter Rebbe tells us we need to be misbein in Sha'aruch Kol What you ate yesterday doesn't help you for today. You got to eat again. And the Alter Rebbe says, if you don't want them yain and shav, you need to be misbeinin. And the, Alter Rebbe, and the Rebbe says, in the mind of Atat Tzavah, be misbeinin. That the base of Mikdash is burning. It's this bonus that works on the brain to create new pathways in the brain, change the Golos mindset and change it to the way we should think and the way we should feel to make the keiches up nimim asim with the etzim and the shama. The Rebbe was the one, two or three who gave us the answer and told us by learning in Yonigul Mashiach. He tells us that when we learn, we should, when we, and when we learn Yonigul Mashiach, we learn that Golas is not the natural place for a yid to be. We realize that death is not something that's supposed to happen. It only happened because of the Chetei Tzadas. And even then, since Egeos Mangolaschem, it's come time, there should never be death. The Rebbe even said that the Rebbe's passed away on Menas, that the, the, on condition that the Bitchias Amesim in that year in Memchas, we've reached the time of Tchias Amesim, there should not be any more death. That's not the natural way it should be. It's not natural for you to be in Golos. A yid wants to see the world as Einid Movadi, that there is nothing else other than Hashem. A yid wants Mashiach. A yid wants and belongs to the base of Mikdash. And every moment it's not built, it's burning, it's being destroyed in front of our eyes. And yes, we need to be in a state of causes, totally frustrated that the complete goal is not here. We have to be shook into the core. And that will get us to do whatever we can to bring Mashiach. And when we tap into the neshama, who feels this way, who feels totally frustrated that we're in Golos. At the same time, we can be besimcha because we know that Mashiach is coming, ot, ot, kunt Mashiach. And yes, it's true that there are times, like when Corona kicked in, that we felt the neshama, we felt the Mashiach is coming, we had that little taste, 
But that was me added by Baker. That was an external cause making us feel this way. For Mashiach, it needs to, to be Lahali's name, Tomit. It needs to be something that we feel when the masks are taken off, we still feel that way. And yes, we can make it happen. We are the ones who will make it happen. We are Yidin. We don't believe in evolution. There are people that believe that everything that happened over the last 30 years just evolved. That's the Yitzhahara. We know that everything that's happened in the last 30 years and more has changed in the world in the last 30 years than happened in 5,754 years. All of that is the gili of Mashiach coming into this world. It's not random technology and medicine changing. And the Rebbe told this to us even before the Rebbe actually told the BBC reporter when he asked the Rebbe, have we entered the Messianic age? The Rebbe's response was, long ago. But if you don't know what Mashiach is, it could be happening in front of your eyes. And you can say, what in the world is that? Rather than saying, woe to live in the days of Mashiach. And it's important to recognize that these changes happen through us. It's not that nothing happened. This was going on 30 years ago and then everything stopped. No, this has been a continued gile of shechina into this world through the Aveda. And yes, the people then and the people now are making it happen. It's just we need to finish off the job. But don't stand on the sidelines. Make sure you jump in and you not only get recruit yourself and you change your person, your mindset, your family, and ultimately it's our responsibility to change the world, to get the whole world to recognize that a gears mangolaschen. And it's important to recognize that you have nothing to be worried about getting burnt out. We're like electric cars. The more we do and the more frustrated we are, the more simple we are, that empowers us even more. It's a myth of the eight Sahara that we're going to get burnt out. And that we can't live this way. Ah, you might not be so comfortable. Of course, the eight Sahara wants you to be comfortable. He doesn't want you to live on the edge, but turn around to him and tell him, no, we're fighting a war, a war against you, who's lying to us and wants to keep us in Gullus. But you're not going to win. We're going to get rid of you and we're going to get rid of all the bad in the world. We're going to tell the Yitzhar, we have news for you. We are Sivis Hashem. We are Hashem's army and we're going to conquer the world for Hashem. We're going to get rid of your lies. You are done. And together we're going to go out of our personal gullus. We're going to prepare ourselves, our family and the whole world. And I can't wait. It means Hashem with all of that Asach and all of the shluchim and all of the yidin in the entire world with the children leading the way will march out in victory march out of Galus and will dance the most incredible celebration with the go'ulo amitis v'ashlema v'karei mamos. Chayim.